I take the tree and she's helping me build out my branches. And then within those branches, I'm breaking them down into quarterly, monthly, and weekly goals. And so each week I'm getting towards that monthly goal. Each month I'm getting closer to that quarterly goal. You just have to start from the top down. Where do you see yourself? What do I need to get to do to get there? And then what do I need to do today to get to this branch or to this level of that branch or what have you? So I start always with the bigger picture and I work I work backwards. You're listening to Ecomonics, a Debutify podcast, your resource for one-of-a-kind insights into the world of e-commerce and business in the modern age. This is Joseph. I'll be presenting a wealth of industry knowledge from interviews with successful business people and our own state-of-the-art research. Your time is valuable, so let's go. There's a number of through lines on this show after a year of meeting great people, such as my guest today, Paris Northcutt. The thread that we get to continue on today is that of independent craft, in this case, specifically for aroma candles. It's fair to say that not everyone will pursue candles, but we've seen this time and time again, how a great business can begin by simply trying to solve a problem for yourself. So even in that respect, there's still a lot for you to learn today. Paris Northcutt, it is good to have you in Ecomonics. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? Good. How are you? Doing pretty good. It's nice to talk to a fellow a 202 PMer. Um, I, it's... <laughs> It's actually like the pattern interrupt talking to somebody on the same uh, time zone as as I do. We got people who are like, I, I, I we had one person. He, he, you know, he's in his office uh, at night, and I guess uh, COVID didn't exist in his area. So we were watching people like putting chairs up in the background, and I thought, well, wow, that's that's so that's so mm-hmm. interesting. Just to say, yeah. So it's good to have you. I know we don't have you for forever, so let's uh, let's get this thing going. Let's get it going. Opening question. Ecomonics tradition slash attrition for pretty much every podcast on the planet. I can only be so unique. Uh, Tell us, what do you do and what are you up to these days? So I am the owner and CEO of Lady Sabal Candle Co. I sell candles and wax melts. Um, However, when I'm not doing that, I still do hold down a full-time job. I work for the state of Ohio. I am from Ohio. And so I work for the state. Um, I'm a mom of an awesome three-year-old, and I have been with my hubby for five years. We actually just celebrated five years. Congrats. So I am working and making candles and chasing a toddler and all that good potty training, all that good stuff while still, you know, selling candles and trying to empower people with my business. I am definitely going to ask you about your energy levels and how, you know, and how, how you're able to balance all this. Cause I, I honestly, I didn't know that you were working full time. Um, I, I knew that you had other priorities and other responsibilities, but I didn't realize that y- yes. you were really doing all of that. So that is definitely, that is chamber. That one's going to be ready to go. So usually when I'm, when I'm doing my, my digging on my, I'm so close to saying customers, I don't know why, uh, on my guests, I, I always, uh, want to decide, Okay, how important is the person's backstory to the conversation? Sometimes it's like, mm, uh, you know, if it comes up, cool. Sometimes it's very important. And in this case, it seems uh, to be uh, significantly important. And, and for the reason is that, you know, a lot of people, when they get into, into business, it's because they want to solve problems for others. And really some of the most, I would say, genuine businesses start with the person's ability to solve the problem for themselves. And... And what comes from that is a way to market the product and market the brand in really, it doesn't get any more genuine than that. So yes. uh, tell us about the journey that this business uh, uh, took you on. 
Uh, well, okay. So three years ago, after having our son, I um, went through a period of postpartum. That's pretty common for moms, first, you know, new moms. But I, mine was a little bit more on the other side of the postpartum spectrum. So you have like postpartum depression, which we all know is a very, very serious um, um, issue. And then on the other side of the spectrum where I fell is where moms battle postpartum anxiety. And I already deal with um, a level of anxiety just as Paris. <laughs> and so after having my son, it kind of taken, it took my anxiety levels to a very, very extreme measure to the point where it was impacting my daily functions. So, you know, going back to work and trying to get back to regular life um, was very, very challenging for me. And um, so my doctor encouraged me to seek some type of self-controlled activity because anxiety stems from feeling like you don't have control. You're worrying a lot. And if it becomes very excessive, that's when it hits that disease of the mental health um, error. And uh, so I already love candles. I started exercising again. I started doing some walking um, and, you know, just doing some like things like that. But then I was on the internet, literally just scrolling. I'm like, you know what? I said, I think I'm gonna buy a candle making kit, like literally just random. Um, and I was just like, that would be fun. Like I give Bath and Body Works my money um, and I love Bath and Body Works candles. So I'm like, I always wondered how to make candles. And so I purchased a kit. And I have not looked back, not trying to sound cheesy, but it's I literally haven't looked back. It has actually making the candles this very, very, it's a very, very intentional process. And so in that process of learning how to make candles and things like that, I was just reminded of how intentional my life still is here on earth. I have a son, I have an awesome husband, I have a family, um, and I just believe my purpose is not finished here. And so Literally in the process of that, I um, regained um, my strength, my mental strength, and I knew I had to get myself together mentally to raise my son. And I am now understanding that taking care of me is taking care of our son. And so that is what that journey was like for me. And now three years later, um, I am rocking and rolling with my candle business. Yeah, it's a... It's a curious dynamic because if a person is too selfless, that can actually be an act of selfishness. And if yes. a per and and there's also an element of selfishness, which is actually an act of selflessness by making sure that we are operating on full cylinders that allows right. us to do uh, the right amount, really, really be able to be there for others. Absolutely, I agree. Um, but in and. You know, I know when it comes to moms and you're a new mom and all this stuff, like you, you hear all the stories, you hear about mommy guilt, you hear about, you know, you try to snag on to any type of mommy advice you can from seasoned mothers before you have your baby. It's just a natural thing. And so you do battle. And I still sometimes creep into that where I'm guilty for wanting some me time. And I really had to learn that it's healthy. It's not a negative. And I think we put a negative stigma on it because we're moms, we're nurturers. We're supposed to be the mommy bear and the lioness and everything. We're supposed to hold the whole house down. And that's the stigma. And it's like, how come I can't do that and still sneak away for about 20 minutes and light a candle in a bathtub and relax without um, a diaper change or he didn't pee on himself or, <laughs> or trying to clean up after him or he got food on his face. Like 
it's it's okay. And so I'm using my candle line to remind not even just moms, but just even men, because I do offer masculine sense, but even men that bottle mental health or who may have a wife or a partner that is battling some of that and just learning to bring um, some empowerment to their lives and remind them that self-care and mental health is very, very important. Right. I, I agree completely. It's important to keep in mind that there's a lot of advice that has been around for a long time. And, you know, our our eras that we live in, they they change radically. And I think the change has uh, increased at really at a quantum pace. We don't have like, the same like major breakthrough innovations, but we have so many minor ones that can have uh, protracted and uh, effects on on people. So like if somebody tells tells men to to, to tough it out, you know, that advice goes as far back as when men lived to like 28 and had 12 kids and, mm. and, and, <laughs> and had to fight ox. So, you know, there are a lot of factors that change that make that kind of advice just not as relevant as, a, as it can be anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So with me, I, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on the, uh, you know, on the postpartum stuff, but I do think it's a, it's highly, uh, it's, it's an important conversation. I th- I'm not a parent yet, but fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. and. <laughs> I guess may I'll, I'll I'll ask one other question about it. Um, sure. You know, in the event anybody here listening is becoming a parent, is were there signs that uh, you know, looking back in retrospect, you might have been able to catch early if that you know, other people might be able to to watch for, and then how much of a percentage was working on this candle like? If you look, break it into like a pie chart, it was like 25%, 30%, 50%. So there's no one panacea to anything, but it was part of like a, of a greater effort to, uh, to regain all of your, uh, all, all of all the self that you needed to keep going. Yep. So I will say, um, you know, in moms or to be moms that may be listening, they know, or will know that after you have your baby, you go through several more doctor's appointments or, you know, your postpartum checkups is what they're called. And so I knew I wasn't, I knew I wasn't exactly right. But again, you just immediately charge it to you're tired, you're, um, you're sleep deprived. uh, You're not, you know, you don't really get back to your appetite. I mean, there's a lot of different other physical factors. And so sometimes you can just be blind to mm-hmm. what those symptoms can really be until, you know, you go to a checkup and your doctor's asking all these questions. So I didn't even really know that my anxiety was becoming excessive until she kind of pointed it out. So I'll just give an example. Um, so it was to the point where, because postpartum anxiety deals with, like I said, excessive fear and worry to the point where it's interrupting your daily function. So it was to the point where um, I would come in the way our house is built, um, the front door, you know how front doors lead up to immediately lead up to stairs. And so that's our son's room is here. We have a first floor master. So I would literally sneak out of bed um, once my husband fell asleep and sleep on a couch, almost like a guard dog, because I was so excessively worried that somebody was going to come in and break my break in and take our baby. Like there are certain scenarios that conjure up in your head and you don't understand why or where it's coming from. And I couldn't focus at work. My work um, performance was declining rapidly, you know, having meetings with your supervisor, like, are you okay? What's wrong? You know, that's you're checking in on your staff. And so I knew I wasn't right. Um, I wouldn't let nobody hold them. It had to be me. Like 
it was just not giving any relief to anyone to help me take care of our son as a newborn. And so I knew that wasn't normal, but until you hear it from a doctor's perspective, you're like, whoa, that's a little, I am being quite excessive, but, but you just think you're just tired and frustrated and can't nobody do it but you. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, the you know, the body will find different ways to communicate something and not all of them are the ones that we're used to. I and mean, for instance, right. I noticed this is probably about a year and a half ago, but I was starting to get these severe headaches and it was my body telling me that I'm hungry. And mm-hmm. I well, I'm like, well, hang on, I thought we had an agreement. <laughs> like <laughs> why why are you doing this now? Yeah. And then I just another point too, just to speak to to anxiety, just to kind of like compare and contrast how uh, how far this can, uh, can can take a person. Yeah. Is you know my my girlfriend and I, you know, we we try to do things together, and one of them is we like to play games, and by that okay. I mean I play the game and she and she watches because it's she too watch. scary for I, her. I feel her on that. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah, so <laughs> I still yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, so like, so we get into the Resident Evil series, and I don't know if you know that series uh, has, has crossed your radar, but you know you're in a house and there's zombies around, and like I yeah. was so anxious that I actually pushed a chair in front of the door just in case a zombie tries to break in, and the night gives me like an extra ten seconds to to react to it. Right, um, and. You know, as far as we know, zombies don't exist, at least not in the way they're portrayed. Right. So, and th- so that's complete fiction. And yet it actually had like a significant impact on my on my yes. mental uh, on my mental yeah. well-being for at least a couple of nights. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what it does. Our body and mind can tend to play tricks on us. And because it's not, you know, something that we're accustomed to feeling or thinking or or dreaming or whatever, whatever causes that scenario to conjure up in your head. It's not something that you conjure up on a daily basis. So I'm, I'm, your mind can play tricks on you in that way until somebody can like bring it to your attention or you come to realization like that was a bit much, that was a bit extreme or I'm going a little too far with this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, the, I'm not, I'm not saying that I had to return a certain bladed weapon to a pawn shop. I'm, I'm not saying that, but no, I, 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 I still have my sword anyways. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So the energy question, I tabled it. Uh, I want to get to it um, earlier on, like, you know, some of the early days of ecomonics, uh, I asked the mindset question more often. I kind of like, I, got away from it for a while, but I think this is a really good time to ask it. So um, I'm going to frame this as like, you know, your, your, your day, your day to day. So, and then you're free to, you know, uh, give us as much uh, uh, details as, as you think are relevant. And I mean, like, you know, diet and uh, time you go to sleep, how much sleep you're getting, uh, stuff like that. So how are you finding, and I guess your candles as well, I'm, I'm, I imagine are, are, are uh, a significant help here. So uh, on a week to week basis, uh, how are you managing your energy levels as well as your uh, priorities? So number one, um, literally, I typically t- have the same routine every day. So you know, I get up around, I get up at five to head to get to the gym um, by six. So I do work out daily, which has helped extremely in terms of, I know it probably sounds counterintuitive, but working out can help your energy levels. Um, I had to change my diet. I did. And I'm not trying to sound cliche, but the way um, I have, you know, I battled high blood, even high blood pressure after having our son. So I had to change a lot of things about how I was eating and how often I was getting exercise, increase my water intake, start taking my vitamins. Um, I take iron pills to replenish, you know, my iron levels every month. So I work out every day at 6 a.m. I come home, work on the business. I clock in at eight 
and I get with the state, you get two breaks and a lunch standard. So I work on my, you know, I work on the business during my break. I work on the business during my lunch. And that could mean finalizing candles, putting labels on, running orders to the post office, packing orders. It could be any number of that. Um, and, you know, after we get our son from daycare, play with him for a little bit and I may refocus and maybe do some more admin stuff for the business. So maybe work on scheduling content, anything that's business related, I fit it in in pockets of my day. And um, then at night, once we put him down for bed, then it's hubby, it's hubby time. So I do fit, you know, I work full time, but I fit my fitness early in the morning and then I fit my business in throughout the day. And I do a lot of work on the weekends in terms of maybe restocking inventory or anything business related. I only go to the post office twice a week. I have it scheduled that way. So that way I'm not running to the post office every day. I can batch my orders and, you know, pack a group of orders and take them this day, then pack a group of orders. Like today, I went to the post office at, at lunch. So I go Mondays and Thursdays and get everybody's orders out before the weekend. So I, I literally fit it in in pockets of downtime. Sundays, I try to just that's it. It's cut off with business and stuff. So, you know, we'll, I'll watch my husband go play basketball. We'll take our son to the park, eat at my parents' house, have some family time. So I do um, keep family is in the balance as much as possible because I'm still a mom and he's still young and he needs us. So I just, I literally, like I tell any candle makers or any aspiring business owners that come to me through my YouTube channel or whatever, I always tell them, you know, you just have to fit, fit it in pockets of downtime. So that may mean, you know, sacrificing a few hours of sleep on the weekends, still getting up early. I mean, when you could, when you want to sleep in on a Saturday while you're running your business, maybe, you know, for a few Saturdays, you may not be able to sleep in to get some more work done for your business. You just have to do what you got to do. So I fit it in around all of that. So one thing I would uh, love to back you up on too is because you were saying how you know exercising might seem counterintuitive because it costs energy, but the the methodology is the same as investing. You have to yes. invest energy to make energy, yes. and so we have to invest Absolutely. money to make money. That was a huge breakthrough for me. I, I saw that on on a YouTube uh, video as well, and so like. Yeah, exercise really is that important, and I cascade myself for, for not doing enough of it, but this isn't about me. The, you know, the next question that I had um, uh, ready for you was also, you know, about, and you, you were like halfway through answering it too, which is, you know, your methods for task management and goal setting, you know, so, so some, so, you know, hearing about your day to day, but I also want to know too about, you know, weeks at a glance or a month to month and like what degree of goal, how far into the future, you know, your goals are set. Because I remember I read one of your interviews and like you, by 2025, you want to see some uh, pretty significant uh, milestones. I do. So I do, I'm... I do plan, I do plan week by week. So that's more on like content basis. So my Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, I plan that weekly. Um, I plan it monthly and then I scale it down with the weekly tasks. So it's like, I've already planned my YouTube content for June. So that's already done. And I'm already, I record, I post a video once every week. So that's four videos a month, right? And so I batch, I try to batch record. I send it off to my editor and I just have it scheduled on YouTube. So I think about what can I do in batches or do in segments that can free up my the rest of my June. 
You know what I'm saying? So I plan monthly content wise, and then I break it out into weekly um, tasks. I batch, I batch content, I batch record business wise, as far as the candles, um, I do plan quarterly. So I plan ahead what I want to release. And so I already know what I'm going to release for July. I already, I'm already planning for my fall collection. So I'm already in September and fall and it's only about to be June. So I plan quarterly and I have quarterly goals. I have monthly goals and then I have quarterly goals. So financial wise and okay, well, what can I do or what can I reassess in terms of my marketing strategy or my post and things like that in order to bring in the revenue or, you know, prevent those cart abandonments or anything like that? How can I win those customers back? I'm always assessing and reassessing with my social media manager um, and her and I are always tossing analytics. She's more the analytics girl and then she'll throw them at me and I'll kind of figure out what content we can create. Um, how can we draw more customers? I'm even about to get on TikTok. Now, I wasn't even trying to touch TikTok, but she's like, no, TikTok is where you need to be. You're a candle maker. People love video content. Like they like seeing the words on the screen and just hearing a voiceover. And I'm like, so, you know, the candle making community is very responsive to video. It's, a, you know, it's candle making, you're doing something, it's an action. So just, I'm constantly reassessing and then I'm placing my goals in that monthly area or that weekly area or that quarterly area. See, you know, I, uh, I remember cause you were, you know, uh, earlier on you were talking about, you know, the anxiety that you have um, a long-term struggle with. And I have that, I have, I have, I have a great deal of anxiety too. Um, according to my parents is a superpower, but I. It is a superpower. I agree. Well, I agree. I mean, for me, I like. like plan and get things took me together. a while to make peace with it but yeah like when i think about like okay you know i have goals for like what i'm gonna be doing when i'm 40 when i'm 50 when i'm 60 you know at, at some point i'm gonna get revenge on all those people who bullied me but you know it's like i keep pushing that back for, right. for more realistic goals so like um and you know i have my daily journal i you know i'm always okay. writing down what does tomorrow look like and then, yes. you know, once I fill those tasks, I start like going back to the pages and be like, okay, yes. here's the tasks I, I didn't do on Monday. Thing. I go through those, go back. Here's the things I didn't do on Sunday. I do um, the same thing. Yeah. I've had it. I've been an agenda for the last seven years, like each yes. one each year. And it's, it's, it's made a significant difference. So anybody with anxiety, like the more we look for ways to gain control and just hearing like how far ahead you've got this planned. Um, I, uh, it, it's it's what the the superpower compels us to do, which is to say, let's get more control of this. We're already figuring out what we're going to do for fall. What we're going to do for December. Yeah. yeah, I already have since planned. Now it's just you know executing. And so you know, and I also mark on my calendar when do I want to have the packaging ready? When do I want to have the labels designed? Um, when do I want to start marketing? So then I can shoot it to my social media manager and her and I can start batch content planning. You know what I mean? So she can just post and go. I already have the copy written out and her and I, we do it on Slack. We communicate through Slack and then, um, you know, Google Docs and we have our Google folders and I'll drop it in there and say, okay, the TikTok, like I did a TikTok this morning and soon as I'm done editing it and kind of cleaning it up a bit, I'm going to drop it in the folder and she'll post it when she posts it. So, you know, in terms of anxiety, that's how I cope, you know, because I already deal with anxiety just as Paris anyway, take the postpartum out of it. Um, that height, it, but now three years later, I had to find a means to deal with it just in my regular daily function and having a planner and executing it 
get, like you said, it gives us some feeling of control. And then I've had to learn if I didn't get to that task today, I like, I used to beat myself up hard, like mentally, like, oh my gosh, I didn't check every single thing off my list and blah, 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 blah. And that used to just take my anxiety to another level. And I've, I've had to learn that, you know, every day is not going to go as planned. And that's a mental thing that you kind of have to, you know, get over too. Like, it's okay. You can get to the task tomorrow. (laughs) Like, Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, 4 p.m. rolls around and um, I, you know, I'm either like feeling really good about how the day has gone or, 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 or not so much. Yeah. Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> okay, so the uh, so next question that I want to ask is about, you know, the um, I would break them out into milestones is how your business is scaled. So if you can you know, break it down to like chapters, um, that might be a, a, a helpful way to uh, have a have a clear view of like you know what was chapter one for when you wanted your candle business you know started your candle business and um like what milestones had you had crossed and uh, up to the point that you are now so i i myself i have to admit i don't know exactly like how many customers you're servicing on a on a month-to-month basis um so i do want to hear about that i also want to hear about like you know what plans you might be laying out depending on where you want to take your uh your business from here so, okay. Yeah. So from, I did, I launched my business back in May of 2020. And so even since May I've checked and actually I've, there's some things that I didn't even have on my, I want list, you know, I want for my business by this date list. Um, and, you know, things just kind of happened. If, you know, when you start a business, sometimes you can't always foresee where you want to go yet. You know what I mean? Like you just start, you just, Okay, and I hopefully people just start buying your candles. Like there, you know, at first I didn't really have a game plan. I just wanted to launch and start getting my messaging out there. Um, so I would, I mean, one big milestone, which is going to take some time, but I would love to, you know, my candle business eventually be one of the faces of, you know, that postpartum community that is, you know, more specifically postpartum anxiety. I would love to, you know, put my footprint more in the community and hopefully maybe. Um, you know, help contribute financially to those moms specifically for maybe mental health or some type of therapy or some type of, um, you know, sessions that they can go to and Lady Simone Candle Co. can be either a scholarship or it can, I can contribute in some way and pay for someone's therapy sessions or anything like that um, are like my two biggest, my, my two biggest, biggest goals. So in order to get there, um, I've over this past year, I've been putting things in place. Um, I've learned that I can't do everything. I can't, I, you wear every hat as a business owner, but eventually as your business begins to grow and scale, I've learned to move things off my plate. So within this year, I've reached several milestones that I'm super proud of. One is I've hired a bookkeeper. My I was able to pay for a bookkeeper. I'm actually, I'm bringing in revenue to where I can pay for a bookkeeper. So I don't even have to have that on my plate. I can just meet with her monthly and quarterly. We go over my numbers and I move over money for taxes and keep it pushing. I have, I've been blessed to um, have an editor, you know, for my YouTube channel. And so we have a contract where he's trying to get his business started. So I'm actually kind of his client, you know, and he's, I'm using his services and I'm marketing and helping him promote while he's getting his business started. 
I now have a social media manager. So those three right there, I've already been able to expand my team. And I didn't think I would ever be able to do that, not within one year. I've also hired a business expansion coach. And so I'm currently in a coaching program to do exactly what you just asked me to do, grow and scale my different branches of business. So the milestone that I'm working on now is how can the Lady Simone Candle Co. Tree expand into other branches? So I have the digital side of Lady Simone Candle Co. where I'm teaching candle makers and aspiring business owners start their candle business. And so they get a course. I mean, you could, they can enroll in my coaching program. I do private coaching. Um, I offer freebies and digital downloads. And then they have my YouTube channel. So that was another big milestone that I was almost kind of launched into. I didn't even think I would do it in my first year. And I'm already teaching others how to start their business. So it was very rewarding and um, things like that. I got my LLC. That was another big milestone. I was able to get that. Um, I was, I'm in the process of getting my business name trademarked. That's huge. <laughs> so those are like those big ticket milestones and that I have been able to do within one year that I did not see myself doing. And so with all of these, um, strategies and, and processes in place, now I am currently working with my business expansion coach on expanding my different branches of Lady Simone Candle Co. So I not just have my candle business, but I want to start speaking. Thanks to you, you know, this is another podcast opportunity. I did another one a couple months ago. Um, I'm getting guest speaking opportunities. So as these opportunities come, it's planting seeds in me to offer you know, to, to be able to participate in these different opportunities that I didn't think I would do. So those are a lot of the milestones I was able to complete so far this year. And now I'm putting structures in place to actually market myself and market my brand and not just Lady Simone Candle Co., but even Paris, the brand in my story. You know, I wonder if some people are listening uh, to this episode and wondering, geez, how do I get anxiety? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I know it's a lot. It sounds, and you know, it sounds like a lot. And so when you're asking me about my day to day and how I balance it, that's exactly what I do. I take all, I take the tree and she's helping me build out my branches. And then within those branches, I'm breaking them down into quarterly, monthly, and weekly goals. And so each week I'm getting towards that monthly goal. Each month I'm getting closer to that quarterly goal, um, blah, 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 blah. So you just have to start from the top down. Where do you see yourself? And then what do I need to get to do to get there? And then what do I need to do today to get to this branch or to this level of that branch or what have right. you? So I start always with a bigger picture and I work, I work backwards. Yeah, I, 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 I see that because if I'm visualizing the, the result, um, I mean, planting the seed in the ground is like, okay, that part I, I would yeah. know how to do, but yeah, figuring out how to treat. Okay. Yeah. That checks out. By the way, if you're a current user of Debutify or haven't tried us out yet, Debutify version three has been released and now is a good time to upgrade or get started as any. A streamlined user interface along with an ever increasing array of conversion boosting add-ons is waiting for you. So download today for free and start your journey. Who knows? Maybe I'll be interviewing you before too long. Okay, so uh, now for asking you questions about candles. Some of the benefits are that 
I, I, I want to hear about like what the ones we don't really hear about that are associated with candles, like lavender, that one I, I, I worked out on my own, but um, what are some of the other benefits that, you know, people are, people are getting when, uh, when, when they light these things? So aromatherapy is probably one of the biggest benefits. So of course, aromatherapy, it can be used for, um, you know, of course, relaxation, um, mental calmness and things like that. But then there are some fragrances and scents that are mood lifters. So a lot of citrusy um, scents are designed to be a mood lifter. Um, so um, those are great for like maybe the spring and the summer. You know what I mean? And then you have um, more of those, you know, florals and scents like that, that are designed to just give you some type of light and airy feeling. So fragrances are, I always say fragrances are what you make it. What do you want it to do for you? I can tell you how it benefits um, the light, the light of the, the flame and the scent, you know, it helps you physically, you know, and mentally, but then you know, depending on what scent you want to go for, like a citrusy scent, you know what, I'm feeling real bubbly and happy today. I'm just going to light a citrusy type fragrance in my kitchen and, and clean and knock out this cleaning session. So um, people use candles for a variety of reasons, mostly for aromatherapy. They need some type of mood adjustment, whether that's lifting them up or calming them down. You know, I mean, one thing that um, stuck out to me and only when you're describing it is um, is more of the visual side of it. I mean, the, 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 the aroma is, is, is the part that, uh, that's conveyed pretty clearly, uh, even to uh, one such as me, who's an occasional, you know, doofus. But I think also like looking at it visually too, I, I, I guess I don't know just what kind of like effect, um, seeing the cat, uh, seeing the candle might have, or watching even the, the, the flame. One thing that I would wonder is let's just say for instance, the visual of seeing like the wax uh, dripping down and how the candle reshapes itself over time that that might actually have an impact. So like I might want to contain it into a glass container. So that way I only ever see, you know, the, the fire burning from the top and I don't see the the transformation of it. I, I, I have to admit, I don't know if what I've just said has any verifiable fact, but um, on the visual side, um, what, what impact is it having on people? I know from a visual and I know this probably sounds counterintuitive, but it actually, again, and it's all depends on what mood you're going on, going through. Um, but visually, it can actually um, stimulate things like memories. So I know candles stimulate memory for a lot of people. Um, it could not just be the scent, but it can also just um, looking at it melt or looking at it transform could trigger a memory of, you know, I remember... And when I was young in my grandmother's house and she would burn pillar candles and I remember how it would, you know, melt and drip and, you know, whatever. Candles can also stimulate, you know, memory factors in your brain as well. So I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I was just. Uh, yeah. Yep, it does. It does stimulate memory. And a lot of people use candles for that reason because it gives them a level of comfort. Yeah, I mean they are they are an attractive product by nature. Um, you know, they, they look good and the colors are are are, are varied. Um, but I, but I, I guess I would um, say that this, it's the scent that's the principal selling point, oh, uh, prior selling point. So, absolutely. so, so that's good. I got to be a challenge in, in, in the marketing side, because if I'm marketing clothing, yeah, trying it on is, is, it helps and not everybody has that luxury, but at least, you know, I'm seeing it visually, I'm seeing it, uh, on a model, um, if, um, uh, skincare, I would say, you know, you can see, I guess the, the results of it. So, 
some of this would have to do with the, 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 you know, the deep resonance that it has with the customers, which is like the question that I have chambered. Um, but in the copywriting, what I saw was you weren't from the, from the website, from the quiz that I had taken is that it wasn't like it said, Oh, you would like citrus or you would like lavender. It was the emotion that I wanted to go for. It was like, I went with, I got strength and I got driven. Um, and so, you know, can you can you expand on that for us and just like the marketing strategy you use to convey the effects of the candle? Sure. So again, my line, I market it to where it's designed to empower you. So literally every single fragrance that's offered in my on my website resonated with me in particular. And it it triggered a different emotion for me at the time I was making it. So I would I literally researched the fragrance notes, I researched what they meant. Um, and then based on the fragrance notes, um, it empowered me in some way. Like for example, um, my, I think it is, I think, is it confident? I think it's my black sea where it's, uh, it's more of a masculine scent, but, um, the way the fra- the type of fragrance notes that it has, it reminded or it empowered me or reminded me of, Um, kind of the struggles that I've been through in my life and how, you know, when you see when you're climbing, I don't know if you've ever been rock climbing or climb or hike to a waterfall. I've been hiking. I've, you know, done things like that. I've climbed the green. I went to the Cayman Island, well, Jamaica, and I've, I've climbed and had fun, but it was such a struggle getting to the final result. It was such a struggle getting to that final beauty of the waterfall or that final beauty of wherever you were trying to climb and hike to. And so that particular scent in those fragrance notes reminded me that despite my struggles and despite what I've been through in my life, there's still a beautiful result here. I still have a purpose here on this earth. So literally those specific fragrance reminded me and stimulated a reminder for me. And that's exactly how I have categorized each scent. So that way, when someone takes the quiz, I am trying to trigger a mood. I'm trying to alter or uplift or empower your mood in some way. So that way, when you burn it and take it home, it also comes with an affirmation card. And so I break down what those scents mean um, and how it's designed to empower you when you light it. So that's how I have kind of created that unique marketing strategy where I try to trigger a mood through the taking of my quiz or through my affirmation cards to show you the journey that it took me through at the time I was coming up with those fragrances for my product line. And and, and it transitions um, uh, perfectly into, you know, the other question that I had chambered is, you know, the, because it's a, there are deep, you know, it's a deep emotional uh, effect that it has and how it resonates with customers. And I would argue that the, the more it really resonates with people and it solves the, the deeper the problem it solves, the more naturally they are now going to be ambassadors uh, for you. So um, on that, so, so we have that side of it. And, you know, if there's any case studies, I'd love to hear a couple of those, but also um, ha- have you uh, worked this into your strategy where like user generated content um, along also with uh, how, you know, how other people are building candles and maybe the, uh, the positive takeaways they've shared with you is how that factors into the, the overall view that you have. So there, I mean, I have had customers email me and I even have a few of those testimonials on my website where they would, they literally took that affirmation card in their order and they literally said, you have no idea what literally what I was going through today. And so getting your order and getting that affirmation card today has helped me push through 
to get through the end of the day, depending on, you know, what's been or what type of card that I had given them. And I also teach from the other side of it. I teach aspiring candle business owners that come to me about how to prop, how to connect truly, not only with, with your candles and your business, but connecting with the craft, make it intentional because as a customer, you can tell you, you, you know, if you resonate with a brand or you don't, you either like it or you don't. So I use, I use Dove body wash, you know, but what makes Dove special for me versus dial or versus ivory soap, right? So there's something about Dove and their packaging and maybe their commercials or what have you that has intrigued me to want to use it to moisturize my skin or, and make me feel fresh and, you know, whatever. And so I teach candle makers also, you have to figure out how to plug into your customer's problem. You know, so our problem is we have to wash our, wash our bodies every day to stay clean. Right. And so bath, you know, body wash companies specialize in that they're solving that issue, but now let's go deeper. Is it moisturizing or is it drying out my skin? So Dove is, is more moisturizing for me versus Dial and Ivory. Now let's go a little deeper. Does it, does it smell good? Do I like this scent? Um, how do I feel after I put lotion on? Should I also buy their moisturizing cream to go with it? Like, you know, you have to figure out where to solve their the customer's problem instead of just, hey, I started a candle business. Now can you buy them? Like customers want to feel that not only you connected with your craft and your business, and so they can feel that through your marketing. They can feel that through your product descriptions. They can feel that when they open their packaging, they can see how intentional you are with your business. And that alone is going to help them resonate with you. I also always say customers don't buy your products. They buy you. They buy your story. They buy your brand. Everybody makes athletic shoes, but what is it about Nike or Jordan that causes their store, Foot Locker and all of them to sell out? soon as new Jordans drop. So it's something about it that's keeping them, keeping those lines long every time he has a new release when he's released thousands and millions of shoes already. So, you know, just narrowing down um, that trigger. So mine base is about postpartum anxiety, but I'm also using that story as a way to empower and uplift um, people's moods and encourage them that your life is intentional. So because I am very intentional in my craft and in my packaging and what you see on my website, it helps customers connect in that level. You know, um, what you've done is you summarized uh, a very long uh, standing, um, I would say issue, but just a long standing uh, dialogue that I've been having with multiple people is, you know, when it comes to solving a problem, we can solve problems on the surface like, oh, oh, I can't see. Oh, you know, it's a flashlight, but it always, there's always like a, a deeper uh, problem to, to, to identify and solve. And um, I mean, a lot of that has to do with, you know, uh, market research and, you know, and, and thinking introspectively too. Would, it, would you agree or disagree that once you get to the emotional core of somebody, is that about as deep as it gets? Or have you found maybe there's like something even deeper on like a, a subatomic or a quantum level that uh, is also, okay, I exaggerated with that particular terminology, but the point is, um, I would, it sounds to me like, you know, the emotionality is about as deep as it gets. I would say, I mean, cause everything is drawn from an emotion. If you think about it, you hung, you're hungry, you know, you, you feel hungry by probably reacting grumpy or sluggish or just not in the mood to talk because you're hungry. If you're sleepy, same thing. You may come off a little grumpy or 
you know, maybe not as talkative as you normally are because you're sleepy. Um, if you're excited, it's going to show in your tone and in your facial expression. I mean, so when it comes to resonating with a mom that's battled postpartum or someone that is just looking for an encouraging word, you know, all of that stems from an emotion, whether it was something triggered from their past or something that they may have gone through and, you know, buying my candle or seeing my Instagram post or reading the product description has kind of uplifted them in a way. You know, I would say, at least for my business, um, I'm, I am trying to tap into those um, emotions because everything is stemmed from that. It starts from your emotions and then it goes here and you start thinking negative or you start, you know, thinking, you know, opposite of what you should think about yourself and your self, then your self-esteem starts to decline. And then from that, you start to shut people out or, you know, just any, any, we all react to different life situations differently. What I may have gone through, you may have probably gone through with a piece of cake but it wasn't a piece of cake for me. So I'm trying to tap into different levels of emotion and just simply encourage like what you may be going through, sister, like I'm not going to downplay it just because I didn't go through it or experience it just like you. Your situation matters just as much as anybody else. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about postpartum. Let's open this conversation um, that people want to put a stigma on and make moms feel like um, we're supposed to carry the, the rock on our shoulders. And it's like, I'm still human. I still have emotions. Sometimes I just want to cry and I don't feel like dealing with the toddler right now. It's okay. I'm human. Don't make me feel bad for it. And so I'm trying to open that conversation. So it is more emotional, especially with my target market, um, dealing with moms, because all of that is an emotional thing. It's so emotional. All of it. It's physical. Then you have the baby and then it turns into emotional and you're trying to heal, you know, your physical body while trying to battle these emotions and your mental um, battles as well. I, I've been living on my own for uh, for almost a year now. So this is the longest that I've gone without like, you know, seeing uh, seeing my mom every every day. Uh -huh. uh, you know, I just remember you know, there, there's the big things that she's done, you know, like providing life, um, you know, the small things that she's done on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and and it really is like one of the most, um, you know, extraordinary responsibilities that, uh, that a person can be in, in endowed with. And one time I joked with my mother that, you know, she like, you know, you know, one of these days, uh, the rest of the family is going to have to figure out how to cook because uh, you're because you're going to be like, uh, you know, so it's all it's all prepared. Uh, it's just the ketchup is um, <laughs> it's all stuck at the bottom. So just turn it around and shake it. And the family looks like, turn it around and shake it. I thought you told us dinner was ready. We don't know how to cook. Right. <laughs> that is so true. Moms are special. Very, very special. Um, so and but everybody's not fortunate. Right. So. Um, I do try to package my voice message and my language when I'm, you know, with, through my Instagram posts and things like that to even encourage someone that may not have their mom still, you know what I mean? Or a mom themselves and don't have the insight from their mother or who's just pregnant or who may have lost a baby because I've also lost a baby. Um, and that's an emotional trauma as well. Um, so I try to tap into all of those areas with my target market. I always say there's riches in the niches and that's the specific market I am passionate about and I'm talking about. And I am hoping that, you know, Lady Simone will be one of those, be in the mix of those conversations one day. You know, the internet is, uh, is known to, uh, connect people a great deal, but it also has the ability to, uh, you know, punish people for exposing their vulnerability. Um, so, 
so I, in your, you know, in your community, you really want to create a safe haven for people to, to share what are these, you know, these deep issues. So I guess it's like a brass text kind of question like, you know, is it a Facebook community page or people emailing you that so, and you can, you know, you're, you're hearing their stories is how are, how are your uh, customers uh, reaching out to you? All sorts of ways, DMs, emails, um, they, and some, even though they're customers, not even interested in making a candle, they'll pop over to my channel just to watch. Um, and so all sorts of ways. Yeah. DMs, email, Facebook messenger. So I talk to, and I talk to my customer, they hit me up. I'm gonna talk to them. I don't care what medium it is. They supported my business that's still trying to grow and get its name out there. So I'm gonna absolutely take time out to respond. And, and, you know, of course my emails are a little bit more professional. I have like you know, Lady Simone Candleco will get back to you in 24 to 48 hours. You know, I have the professional piece on the email, but if they're just hitting me up real casual in DM, I'm going to talk to them casual in the DM and just be completely myself and just, you know, chit chat with them. So I love talking to my customers. I love talking to even candle makers who have become customers. I have a lot of candle makers and subscribers that have become customers to the point where you know, my YouTube subscribers, they have a special code that they can use to get a discount just because they're, you know, they subscribe. So I've made it a family as much as possible. Um, my email list, I nurture my email subscribers as well and kind of nurture them a little bit. And I'm always posting on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so they're more than welcome to talk to me any kind of way. I will talk to them. They support. I'm going to talk. Yeah, as as I'm hearing this, it's reminding me of you know. There's another like long-standing dialogue that I that I've been uh, having. Um, I I have issues with the when it comes to like the way certain things are are characterized. So, for instance, as a podcaster, fundamentally what I'm doing is radio or, or broadcast. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, if I told somebody that I do radio, they're like, "Oh, wow, radio! Well, that's uh, that's prestigious." If I told them I do I do podcast, I have to follow um, up by saying, "By the way, you know, I'm." I'm paid for this because there's just there's preconceived notions about the, the different terms and one has more of a legacy to it earlier today i was trying to think of what was another one and i i blanked it then and i'm still blanking so i'm just going to move on and hope that one example was enough um but what i when you're you know you're describing this and it, to me it almost seems like even the term business at times doesn't fully characterize what is really going on here. what's really going on here if you can think of a better term feel free but to me the term that i would go with is mission you know, what's, you know, what, what is your objective? What is your goal? Those are, that to me is the underlying force that really drives uh, somebody to, to do what they're doing, such as yourself. I will say mission is accurate. I'm, I mean, by on paper, I'm a business owner, right? I own a business. To the IRS and to the state of Ohio, I own a business because they want their tax money. But on a deeper scale, it's definitely more of a mission because I just told you what my mission was. I would love my business to be in that conversation, I would love Lady Simone Candleco to reach a financial financial point where I can literally offer scholarships or some type of monetary um, supplement to those moms who may need, I don't care what it, maybe they just need, I don't know, 10 packs of diapers. I don't care. I want, I would love to be some part of that footprint where I can help and supply maybe baby products or supplies or pay towards a set a therapy session or a support group or pay their way to attend some type of um, peer session or you know anything like that 
Um, that's where my mission is. So when I think, and that's so long-term and who knows, it may not be super as long as I'm thinking it is, but today I'm thinking like, oh, that's so long. Like that's going to be forever. Um, but that's the ultimate mission. And you remember I was talking about how I always work backwards. So what do I need to do to achieve those, that mission? Um, so then it gets into the business side, right? Okay, so let's look at my numbers. Let's look at the analytics. What do I need to change about my marketing strategy? Um, who do I need to target more? Do I need to start interacting with and networking more with other bigger companies? I would love to have sponsorships and be in that mix with mommy sponsorships and use my business as a platform. I have so many things up here, Joe. And so it's like, how do I work to get it? So yes, it is absolutely a mission. I'm business on paper. I handle my business. I don't play about my business. I handle it. But ultimately it's the mission is, is where is where I keep my eyes on. Right. So I agree with that. I like that. I like the mission word. I appreciate that. And, and I hope yes. our audience understands that as well is to really think about, you know, what, what mission and, and I think for a lot of us, they're probably already on a mission and it just, it hasn't been arranged in our minds in a way that says, Oh, well, you know what? We can actually, you know, start start a business yeah. the mission raises upwards into the tree yeah. so I, I did look at the website um i i never seen the okay so there were the candles and there were there was another product called the wax melt um i just kind of want to know what those are because i've never seen those so wax melts are pretty much a flameless version of the candle um i offered that product because there's a lot of people that don't that love candles, but they're either scared to burn them or they maybe had an accident. It, that's why you have insurance as a business owner. Um, but they may have had an accident or um, they want some other way to experience aroma without lighting a flame. Yeah. Understandable. I'm not offended. So what you do as a business owner, what can I do so they can still be a customer, but not buy candles? Yeah. Um, I mean, so I'm Italian, so you know, every part of me is a liability when it comes to open flames. <laughs> so um, literally, that's what it is. It's a flameless, and they're little cubes. It comes in that pack that you see on the website. When you open the, the shell, the mold, I should say, there's six cubes. And you literally break off the cube and you can even Google what I mean, but they're called wax warmers or tart warmers and you can buy them anywhere, Amazon, wherever, Target. And so you either you plug it in and literally you stick, stick one or two cubes on the plate and literally um, the plate heats up and it warms up and it melts. And when it melts, it releases the aroma. And so that's another way to enjoy aromatherapy or just aromas. And even the little plugins, you know, like those Glade plugins or something like that, yeah. they even make where they're like plugins, but with a plate and you can stick your one tart on there and literally the plate will warm up from being plugged in and it melts. So it's almost like a Glade plugin, but it's with your wax melt on there. So um, they're very convenient. People love them because, again, it prevents them from having flames. Maybe, you know, they probably have kids and just depending on how their house is built, it's probably just easier to have something flameless versus with a candle lit. Um, some people forget to turn to blow out their candles. Accidents happen. So people prefer a tart or a melt because um, it's it's more safe. <laughs> It can be more safe if the dog or your toddler don't get to it and try to put it in their mouth. Um, so you still have to be careful with your lower 
people living in your home, but still it's, it's a great way to enjoy fragrance, but without the flame. Right. I mean, all things can be unsafe with the right motivation. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I always tell people, be careful, even with wax melts. I get a lot of questions like, well, there's no flame. So what do I need to worry about? Um, there's still things you got to be careful of. It's still hot wax. Um, you can still burn yourself if you're not careful. Um, so just, you know, still take precaution, but it's just as enjoyable and it releases just as much as a, of aroma as a candle would. So. Well, with that, uh, the, the clock is, uh, is a ticking. I got to get you on out of here. So the final it's question, been an hour? it's, I mean, I'm not pathological. Uh, anyways, it's been 57 minutes and 14 seconds. So, wow. Um, we had a great conversation. I didn't even realize. Well, 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 I'm happy, happy to hear that. You know, if I, if I, if I, if I have somebody's time on this program, I try my best to make it as worthwhile as it can be. So I I appreciate the, uh, the positivity there. Um, the final question for you is you've given us like a lot of wisdom, so you're kind of off the hook, but if you have any like final words of wisdom or like a Chinese proverb, you really like stuff along those lines, you're welcome to share it and then let the audience know how they can find your product and find your course as well in case they're uh, curious about uh, trying this themselves. Okay, so you can follow um, my website is ladysimonecandleco.com. I'm also Lady Simone Candleco on YouTube. If you're interested in more of my digital products and my course and my coaching, that is all that information is also in the description box of my YouTube channel, but it's Lady C's Digital HQ. So L A D Y C S. And then Digital HQ. So that is my digital hub for candle makers and lovers alike. And if I can offer any other tips, I'll do to take care of you. Taking care of you is taking care of your baby. And then a business tip, understand that people don't buy your products, they buy you. So make sure you frame your branding and your messaging to resonate with the customers you want to target. Fantastic. Um, well, Paris, it's been uh, great to meet you. Great to have this uh, conversation. And door is always open. So uh, give yourself a couple quarters. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, where you go from here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. This was amazing. And I enjoyed talking to you as well. Fantastic. And to our audience, uh, as always, it's, uh, it means a great deal to be able to collect this information, um, disseminate it in a way that even a moron like me can understand and give it all to all of you. So with that, take care. And we will check in soon. Thanks for listening. You might have found this show on many number of platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or right here on Debutify. Whatever the case, if you enjoy this content and want to help us thrive, please take a few moments to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you think is best. We also want to hear from you, so whether you think you'd be a good guest or want to weigh in on anything related to our show, you can email podcast at debutify.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Finally, this podcast is created by the passionate team at Debutify. If you're ready to take the plunge into e-commerce or are looking to up your game, head over to debutify.com and see how it can change your life and the lives of many through what you do next.